is everybody doing today? My name is Tom. I'm Tammy. We are coming to you live from the rabbit hole located in eastern central Nebraska. How is everybody doing today? If you are a liberal, this show is not for you. Unless you are coming into the fold of things, we will help guide you through into this process and see through our eyes to see the freedom that's being taken away from you. If you ever get a chance to listen to a song called Silent Running by Mike and the Mechanics, I highly recommend it. It's kind of indicative of what we're going through now. So, we got a lot to talk to you about today. We're going to talk about the Maricopa County Saga, because it continues. And there's more twists and turns out of it. Some of them come out good, some of them not so good. Uh, we're going to talk about the Biden ultimatum. Laughable, to say the least. Possible causes of the lumber shortage and by a request that somebody asks to address the open letter from the retired generals and admirals. And we'll get into all of that today. So let's go straight into it on Maricopa County. The deleted files were recovered. Apparently, if you want to delete something, you got to go over it like they said 15 times before it's unreadable and then it's the file is gone. So they recovered them. The bad news, they have found ballot boxes with the ballots that were in them that were sealed with the seals broken and shredded. 22 months is the magic number, which is the number of months that the states must keep these files on record and secured properly before they can be destroyed. So again, the deleted files were recovered, but they have found tampering in the old ballots that were supposed to be secured. There's processes and things that are supposed to be done. There is a five-year or $10,000 fine or both penalty for violation of, that, of such things according to federal law. Now, the real question is going to be whether or not they have an attorney and they have an administration strong enough in Arizona to push this through without them getting scared or somebody trying to do it. That's going to take a lot of courage and conviction to do that. The other thing we're going to talk about is the Biden ultimatum. He said, either get vaxxed or stay masked. You know what, Biden? You can take a can of shut the fuck up. Nobody cares about you. You're a psycho-babbling motherfucker, and nobody's listening to you. We don't care. You do not tell us what to do in our own states. You do not tell us what your ultimatum is when you can barely remember what shoe you put on 35 seconds ago. Little of all where you put the shoe on. Do you even know where you're at? Probably not. Just like most of the voters that you have. They don't know where they're at. Oh yeah, that's right. They're dead. Most of your voters are dead. Anyway, there goes on that little rampant. So the next, one of the next things we'll talk about is I did some talking with some people about the, some of the causes of the possible lumber shortages. I've been getting input from all sorts of various people. And one of the people I talked to was a friend of mine who is a truck driver. And I asked him what he thought it was. And he said he has seen lumber mills. He's been at them. And he said he can probably say that he has seen as many as four brokerages the lumber goes through or four brokers that it goes through before it finally hits Home Depot, the lumber yard, 
or wherever you pick up your lumber from. Now, with that being said, he said there's a couple other things that come into play. He said lumber is one of the worst things that you can haul. It doesn't pay. It was only paying like $1.40 a mile, if that, and it's barely enough to cover the fuel costs. He says most of the times when you take a load of lumber, you're bringing a load of lumber back home just so you can pay for your fuel to get back home. So the other things that comes into play is other materials have a higher value than what lumber does, like steel. Steel was being hauled around at $4 a mile and most everybody was picking up steel. So if you were a independent truck driver like he was and you had the choice to take a load of steel back home or a load of lumber back home, you're going to take a load of steel back home so you're paying yourself to get home. And that's you know, that's what that's what this country's all about. You know, it's about free freedom of choice, it's free enterprise. That's what it's about. He also said that long before Trump came in, there was already a shortage of trucks. When COVID hit, now you have a shortage of drivers. They were needing to pay for their bills, and in order for them to pay for their bills, they had to find different forms of employment, so they left the trucking industry. The other thing is, is uh, supposedly, and I'm still trying to find information, that for whatever reason... The Canadians have froze everything. We are not getting any lumber from Canada so far as I've been told. Now that's just from one source. I haven't been able to confirm that one way or the other yet. So we're still doing some checking of information on that. Uh, but a friend of mine wanted to open up a topic. And it was from the Flag Officers for America. An open letter from retired generals and admirals. And the letter goes like this. Our nation is in deep peril. We are in a fight of our survival in constitutional republic like no other time since our founding in 1776. The conflict is between supporters of socialism and Marxism versus supporter of a constitutional freedom and liberties. During the 2020 election, an open letter from the senior military leaders was signed by 317 retired generals and admirals and said that the 2020 elections would be the most important election since our country was founded. When the Democratic Party, wel with the Democratic Party welcoming socialists and Marxists, Marxists, our history way of life is at stake. Unfortunately, that statement truth was quickly revealed and began in with the election process itself. Without fair and honest elections that accurately reflected the will of the people, our constitutional republic is lost. Election integrity demands ensuring that one legal vote cast and counted per citizen. Legal votes are identified by state legislatures, approved controls using government IDs, verified signatures, etc. And too many are calling such common sense controls as racist in an attempt to avoid having fair and honest elections. Using racial terms, suppre suppress proof of eligibility in itself to, uh, of tyrannical intimidation tactics. Additionally, the rule of law must be enforced in our election process to ensure the integrity. And it continues. The FBI and Supreme Court must act swiftly within election irregularities have surfaced and not ignore them as it was done in 2020. Finally, HR1 and S1 
it passed, would destroy election fairness and allow Democrats forever to remain in power, violating our Constitution and ending our representative republic. Aside from the election, the current administration has launched a full-blown assault on our constitutional rights in a dictatorial manner bypassing the Congress with more than 50 executive orders quickly being signed, reversing many of the administration's previous policies and regulations. Moreover, the population control actions such as the executive lockdown, schools, business closures, most alarming, the censorship of written and verbal expression were all direct assaults of our fundamental rights. We must support and hold accountable politicians who act to counter socialism, Marxism, progressism, and the support of our constitutional republic insist on financially responsible governing while focusing on all Americans, especially the middle class. No special interests, no extreme groups, extremist groups, which were used to divide us in the warring factions. And then it goes on. It talks about pipeline. It talks about open borders, how China is our greatest threat, the free flow of information uh, to the security republic, using the U.S. military as a political pawn, uh, engaging in a flawed deal with Iran, a nuclear deal, uh, bypassing the rule of law, and the physical and mental condition of our commander-in-chief. And it is signed by 317 retired admirals and generals. Now, with that being said, there's one more thing I want to add. All this time, we've seen where we have been censored. Outdoorsy is a... And we've seen where censorship has gone off the rail, and it is directed what it seems at one class of people. Now, keep this in mind, that one class of people that it's being directed at, we are forgetting a silent minority out of this batch. We talk, we talk about them all the time. We do. We all do. Because that's, they're part of the reason why we got in this mess in the first place. But whatever happened to the liberals that spoke out against Biden? What happened to all the liberals that said that they, what's the word I want to look for, uh, regretted their vote? What happened to them? That's right. They were silenced. They were silenced. Anybody that speaks against it, no matter what side of the aisle you're on, they are being silenced all over the place. So keep that in mind. I mean, it's not just us that's being silenced. It's the American people that is being silenced. That is what they are trying to do. Now, uh, one of the things Biden, like I said, came out with his funky ultimatum. He has no idea. He's not a fucking doctor. He barely acts as a fucking president. Maybe just in a physical form and barely physical at that. The guy can't the guy can't even hold a steady conversation when he's debating on such things. Just listen to the debate that he had with Trump when he called him President Lincoln. He didn't not only call him President Lincoln, he said Abraham Lincoln. So he was being specific. So the thing is, is when you hear somebody talk about something like that, guess what? 
he meant it. And it wasn't really for Trump. He had Trump in mind, but he was trying to take Trump and President, President Abraham Lincoln and place them together and saying that they were one and the same. You know, our divider in chief, the guy that's supposedly, you know, doing the best for what's, what America needs. Uh, pipeline is supposed to be open here pretty pretty soon. Uh, they the White House has denied the fact that they that there was a five million dollar ransom fee given to the hackers. Like I said on on that one, we've talked about that one before. If they're giving a ransom for it and they're going to give it back to you, guess what? They still have access to that network. They haven't done anything. They haven't. <laughs> they haven't said, hey, we're going to wipe off everything and just start over. Pretend like this never happened and we'll do it all over again. No, no. They already know how they're going to get back into it again, if that's the so-called case. Bear with me as I'm going to try to open a page here and read it off. This is coming from a different website, but you can look, Google it and you can find it. And the name of the article is Biden revokes Trump's executive order that targeted Section 230. Hmm. Why would Biden do that? Huh? Why would he do that? Maybe because... Because he, he's a dictator and all he does is executive orders because he thinks he's the king of the castle. That's part of that cognitive decline. Is it? Yeah. His throne is the toilet. Oh, his, his economy's going in the toilet. Yeah, that's what I mean. He's flushing everything down the freaking tube. Systematically. President Biden on Friday included, re revoked several former President Trump's executive orders, including the one that changed legal protections for social media sites and other online platforms. Why could it, why could that be? Maybe because, you know, they helped him get to where he is and these entities are still I honestly can tell you about Facebook I haven't been on Facebook since January ain't nothing on it but advertisements and you know I I miss all the friends and all the people that are out there but with that still being said I don't miss the drama I've been spending my time going on breibartnews.com I've been going on New York Post Sometimes I go into Fox News and take a look and watch a couple videos from Tucker Carlson. But, you know, none of this shit surprises that this happens. But it just shows how blatant that they're just coming out in the open and doing this stuff. They don't care. No. They don't care. They just cover it up with other bullshit. Yeah, they do. Like the shortage of gasoline. So, if the same people that are chomping up all the gasoline because they think it's a shortage were the same people who bought all the toilet paper when's the bonfire just saying or uh, is that kumbaya, one guy kumbaya my lord <laughs> kumbaya you know I'm talking to kumbaya people does kumbaya have anything to do with mock Jesus no mock Jesus has nothing to do can with you her. explain mock Jesus mock Jesus is when your wife's going 75 miles an hour sees a turn and slams on the brakes to 25 and everybody goes forward poor dog <laughs> we went to North Platte this weekend and we visited Chuck while we were there Chuck it's great to see you buddy always great to see you great conversation great company 
And uh, we had we went there to pick up Tammy's dog, which she's got on her lap right now. It's a little eight-week-old beagle. He's a firecracker, cuter than a box of buttons. We is, I was talking to Tammy's uncle. We were just about 10 miles outside of North Platte. Oh, don't even say 10 miles. No. No, no, no. That is not all true. Okay. We were 10 feet from the first exit. And she says, which exit do I take? I said, I don't know. I don't care. Just pick an exit, honey. I'm talking to your uncle on the phone. And next thing you know, she pulls a Joe Biden. And she's going west, young lady. Go west. I'm like, honey. I was like, Mike, hold on. I'm going to have to call you back later. We got to get into North Platte here. Okay. So we're going. And next thing you know, I'm looking on Google, and my map so shows us that we need to go 10 miles. It's going to be another half hour before we get back into North Platte. 10 miles out, and then 10 miles coming back. We're already about five miles out. I was like, why didn't you just take another exit? Why didn't you just take an exit? And she, she's like, I there don't wasn't know. any more exits. Oh, I don't want to hear that. Oh, bullshit! And there then was... he said, if you don't find some way to turn around, you're gonna have to go ten miles down the road and then ten miles back. So I found a spot to turn around, didn't I? So she got she got into aggressive mode. No, it wasn't aggressive. I don't even want to hear about <laughs> complaining about aggressive because my driving, I. Some people say it's herky-jerky. They say, oh, it's herky-jerky. They just don't like it because I'm doing mock Jesus on, in the fast lane. That's what I'm doing. And then if I see a situation, I'll break and then move into the next lane, accelerate, and do it again. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So what's she do? In less than an eighth of a mile, probably like, oh, 800 feet, she goes from 70 to 35 on a U-turn, on gravel, Abram, he flies from the back seat, which he is sleeping in in the back of the minivan, slams into the two front seats, and the only thing she's doing is laughing and saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, and makes the turn and keeps on going. Somebody was smoking Motar. No, no, no. Some people would say that was pretty good driving skills. I'd say that was mock Jesus. (laughs) You were doing mock Jesus when you did that. Well, at least I'm not... King Biden on my throne, flushing no. down the American dream. No, you just about have flushed away our American lives, though, when <laughs> you're taking that damn turn. Holy shit. I, she was all like Mario Andretti, you know, coming into pit lane for the last fuel up before you take the last lap. Splash with tires and, you know, splash this gas and throw on two tires and... Just hope. mind you, I did that in a minivan. Yeah, she did. Mm-hmm. So that means, you know what I'm going to have to do to that minivan? I gotta bolt a block of wood to the floor. Well, there's already two blocks of wood. One's gonna be going on the floor, the other one's gonna be going on the pedal so she can reach the floor. <laughs> no. Not funny. Anyway, that was our little scenario that we had going to North Platte. He's trying to save himself. That's I'm doing a pretty good job. Yeah, no. Mm. Doing a pretty good job. But if you go online and look for the open letters from the retired generals and admirals, you'll find it on BreitbartNews.com. And you'll find it on Newsmax. You'll find it in a couple other areas. And if you have problems finding it, get a hold of me and I will text that information to you. 
Oh, and if anybody knows where the Kumbaya bonfire is going to be with all the toilet paper and the gasoline, let me know. I want to go check it out. Kumbaya. Kumbaya. <laughs> so. With their free money. Oh, they're fake kids. <laughs> they're getting $300 in In the midst of, I think it was uh, Law Enforcement Week or something like that, Biden went on saying that, you know, we, we owe a lot to the law enforcement. And then he... Oh, he well, had, wait a minute, wait a minute. He said he, we owe a lot to on. law enforcement, hold yet on. he has a fence, a wall around the... Hold on, hold oh, on. Okay, never he mind. Said, I, I knew. He said we owe a lot to law enforcement because, you know, they do this and they do that and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, most of us, while we're sincere about it, then he turned around in the end of his statement, he says... But oh, there's the butt word. That seat blacks and colored sits on the colored, toilet. He said colored people and Asians are having problems with b- trusting these people. Who's these people? The police. These people. Anytime you use "but" in a sentence, everything that you said before that is contradicting. Is void. Yes, it's contradicting it, and it means that he doesn't mean it to begin with. So. Uh, we haven't come up with a date for August. We're still, we're still mulling it over. So if you guys could send me some information on some dates that would work for you. Uh, we are more than willing to work around that. Uh, Chuck, if you could. Uh, Jordan. Chris. Uh, Kelly. I'm just sitting over here saying kumbaya. Denise. Kumbaya. Kumbaya. And a shout out to Denise's mom. I'm sorry, I don't, I don't remember what your name was. So please forgive me. I, I feel bad because you know it's like going to a family reunion, and I'm trying to listen to see what somebody calls your name out, but I wasn't able to get it. But we appreciate the compliment, the compliment of uh, you listening to our podcast and saying that we are, you know, we are the, uh, we are speaking for the people that haven't spoken. Yeah, and congratulations to the high school graduates. Welcome to the real world. It sucks. Taxes. Taxes, baby. Oh, no, they're already going to do tax hikes to pay back all the money. Uh, The Republicans won't let them do it. The economy's already taking a shit. The economy's been taking a shit. Where you been? I told you. Biden does all these executive orders because he thinks he's the king and he sits upon thy throne and thy throne is a gigantic toilet and he flushes shit down it. Shit. Mm, Enough said. Including his brains. You know, shit for brains. (laughs) 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 My name's old Biden. I'm shit for brains. Shit for brains. No, 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 no. Anyhow. I digress. Fall I'm, down I'm, the stairs. I'm just going to be like I'm Ron, falling down Ronald the stairs. What? Mr. Biden, tear down the wall. Not the border. The wall around the White House. Or the Capitol. Or where the fuck Mr. Biden, you just need to go the fuck away. Mm-hmm. Bye. This is an airport. Then, then we're stuck with Kamala Harris. She can go with him. And Pelosi can and go the, with her too. And then we have Pelosi. I'm trying to cover all the bases. Mm, okay. I'm working on it. God bless. Good night. Enough said. We'll talk at you all later. Bye. See you.